you're ready to stop submitting basic applications and winging your interview for your next nursing role, whether you're a graduate nurse or a seasoned healthcare professional, we'd love to exclusively invite you to our secret nurse growth hub, where you can get all of the support to apply, interview and land your next nursing role completely free. All of the resources that we've shared and created over the last three years that have helped 3,000 plus nurses internationally apply, interview and land their next nursing role. So what are you waiting for? Come and join us today. It's completely free. LiamCaswell.com forward slash NGH. Come and join the Nurse Growth Hub today and let's make applying, interviewing and landing your next nursing role easy. applications are what lands you the job. If your applications are not incredible, and by incredible, I mean they don't sell your skill set. They don't tell me why you are so unique that I need to hire you and what you have to offer that separates you out from the rest of the pack. You're probably not going to move through the next stage. Hello, you are listening to the High Performance Nursing Podcast with me, Liam Caswell, where I help clinicians just like you take control of their careers and remove all the things stopping you from achieving your biggest goals. Let's dive in. Well, hello there. Welcome back to the Graduate Nurse Success Series. Very happy that you're here today. Today, we're talking about achievements and tasks in your application specifically in your resume. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I know so many of you right now are applying for those programs, PMCV, New South Wales Health, and oh my goodness, who else? ACT Health is opening in June amongst a few others, and you are going to be writing your applications. And if you're not in the GCLP, why aren't you in there? Come and join us. Let this be the catalyst to come and let us do this work for you, because you will get your application Shabazzed, is that a word? Bizarre, shabazzed, glamorized, and transformed within 24 to 48 hours of joining us. And you will have it back in your inbox and you'll be like, wow, is that me? I must say, yes, it's you. But I wanted to offer those of you that are going DIY a little sneak peek into one of the main things, the main reasons why your resume will go into the no pile. And this is where we spend a lot of time in the GCLP really helping you identify what makes you unique. Because here's the truth. You could totally submit that AIN application that you use to land yourself a job. You could totally use that portfolio resume that university made you do for your final year assignment. And you might have some luck. But what I've learned having sat on panels and what I've seen is that it's so competitive that generic, vague, ambiguous, non-unique, non-specific, cookie-cutter resume, cover letter, selection criteria is very quickly shipped straight into the no pile. Very quickly. Like less than 7.4 seconds quickly. So I just want you to hear me loud and clear. Do not underestimate the power of your documents, your applications. Your applications are what lands you the job. If your applications are not incredible, and by incredible, I mean they don't sell your skill set. They don't tell me why you are so unique that I need to hire you and what you have to offer that separates you out from the rest of the pack. You're probably not going to move through the next stage. So we spend a lot of time in the GCLP really getting to know people, 
understanding what makes them unique and then converting that into writing. It's actually one of my super skills. It's something that I'm very, very good at is being able to see somebody's experience. Whether you've got a lot of experience and whether you have no experience or limited experience and then translating that into an incredible offer for the industry. Trust me when I say this, we had somebody last week in coaching say, oh my God, Liam, I'm starting to stress out because I just really don't feel like I'm unique. I really don't feel like I have got this unique essence and how am I going to stand out in the application process? So we did a bit of coaching and I asked a couple of questions. We very quickly identified how unique this individual is and how she couldn't see what it was that was holding her back. She has got great transferable skills from her previous lived career, life and work experience. She was totally underestimating their transferability into the industry. She was not seeing all of the things that transfer over beautifully that are going to make her nursing job much easier. And she wasn't seeing why her dreams and her goals were so unique to her that that in itself communicated in the right way is going to, one, give her confidence, two, help her apply, and three, land at the interview. Because your application is what gets you to the interview. They've never met you. They've never seen you. The first time they ever meet you is your CV cover letter selection criteria. Just want you to think about that. If your CV cover letter selection criteria is not up to scratch and it's some Microsoft Word template that you've used for years or maybe even a Canva template. I don't love Canva templates because they can be very messy. They're very limited in the sense that they don't allow you to well, they do, but they're just very limited in the sense that the design is not great, okay? So we have a whole suite of templates that we use to really help you sell and communicate your skill set that we can apply across your CV cover letter selection criteria so that you are guaranteed an interview. Everybody in our GCLP this year so far has progressed through to the next stages. That speaks volumes. There are people that are not in the GCLP that haven't. How do I know? Because I see them in the Facebook group saying, I didn't get through to this place whilst our grads have got through. So if you want the competitive edge, if you want to guarantee yourself this dream job, it's in the GCLP. Now, why are achievements and tasks important? And why did I go on that little rant? Because achievements make up the most of your application itself. So they are the biggest part of your CV. And what do I mean by achievements? When we think about the structure of a really high converting interview landing graduate resume, it's compiled of a couple of things, okay? It's compiled of a really great headline and banner along the top with all your key information, then an amazing, very unique professional summary that just hooks them in, that tells your story in such a compelling way that's not boring and generic and I'm great at this and I deliver patient-centered care and I love evidence-based practice. All of that, yawn, no one wants to read it, they will not read it, they will skim over it and they will throw you into the no pile. We've got to draw out the essence of you. The next section should be your education and your professional certificates. Now, big mistake here is lots of people then spend half a page telling us about all these mandatory trainings that they've done that the hospital's going to make you do again anyway and you lose half a page of space. That half a page of space is what you need to sell yourself through your achievements. Now, that's up to you what you include in there, but I would avoid all the things like blood safe and all of that. They're all repeatable. You have to do them all again when you join your employer. They will make you do them again. Only include things in there that are really relevant that show your uniqueness, your diversity. Everybody had to do that program. So it's not a benefit that you've done it. And then the next section is your professional 
work experience or your clinical placement experience. Now, a little top tip here, many of you will list your clinical placement experience and you'll just list it. You put it in a table and you'll just list it. And that's it. And that's the depth of it. That is a no-no. Unless they ask for that specifically, do not do that. We can list it in our table, but then we need to break down below it what you achieved in each one, okay? And similarly with your work experience, some of you will have years of work experience. Be very particular about what you want to include. Some of you will have over 10 years of experience, and I would never go back further than 10 years unless it's really relevant to the job. For example, if you'd been a nurse in the past and you think that's valuable and it was over 10 years ago, and you're coming back to retrain, I would add it. We've had some people that have been like radiation oncologists and things in the past that have come back and they've retrained as nurses, so, or pharmacists. And I think that that's a unique advantage, right? You've done it before, you understand what you're coming into, you're coming in for a second round. That's worth mentioning, I think. So think about what your work experience looks like there. But within your professional and your clinical placement experiences and those roles, as you break down these roles in reverse chronological order from the most recent to the oldest, you're going to start telling them what you achieved in each role. And not only just what you achieved, but what you achieved in that role that's relevant and pertinent to the job that you're applying for, right? What you achieved that allows you to demonstrate how incredible you are and why you're perfect for the job. Now, this is where people make the mistake of listing tasks versus achievements. Like I said earlier, this is what we do in the GCLP. Every application that we receive, as soon as you join, the first thing you do is you send us your applications and take a big deep sigh of relief. When you do that, often what we see when we receive them is we see a resume that's pretty skeleton, which is fine, pretty skeleton, and then we go into your achievements and they're very task orientated. For example, administered medications, full stop. Delivered ADL care, full stop. Performed hand hygiene, like, you know, adhered to infection control, aseptic technique. They're not sentences. They're just statements and phrases and tasks. And that might be okay for like an AIN application, but in saying that, AIN applications can be pretty hard and very competitive. For this level, for your first job, for a 70 grand, 65k a year pay rise, it ain't gonna cut it. They will throw it straight into the no pile. So we've got to transform those tasks into achievements. And what do I mean by an achievement? An achievement is something that really sells and communicates your skill set. The biggest reason why people come and join our GCLP is to learn how to sell their skill set in a way that is not cringy and yucky and like, I'm amazing, I'm amazing. That's not what we do. We help you see that you are incredible and it through that development of your achievements were then able to build your self-confidence so that when you've done that in your CV, your cover letter, your selection criteria, you're confident and you've raised your confidence levels and then you go to interview and you can just then perform and you can just deliver what they need to hear. But most of you that do this on your own will submit task focused, then you'll go to the interview and you'll give a task focused interview response, which is not what they want to hear. Okay. So what is an achievement? It's that portrayal of what you've done, but in a really well-considered way. So if we take medication administration, for example, and we turn that from a task into an achievement, how do we do that? I have an achievement formula that we use in the GCLP to do this. Now, Ange, myself, 
and Ange, my nursing career coach buddy, we work with you to do this uniquely, right? And we will do this for you and give you heaps of ideas. And then we'll draw out further from you what it is that you want to include as your achievements. But we'll give you a starting point. But for those of you that are thinking or planning to do this on your own, then you want to think about, okay, the task was medication administration. Turning this into achievement would sound something like this. Demonstrated ability to safely administer medications during medication rounds, administering PO, IV, IM and subcut injections in accordance with the local policy. You could add more to that and you could say demonstrated ability to yada 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 in an acknowledgement of the national standards for safety and quality in healthcare standard for medication safety. So notice the difference administered medications and then what we've done is we've dressed it up we've elevated it and we've used our achievement formula and we've then turned that into something that just really truly portrays the skill set and not only just looks like a task but you then show them that you understand the rationale behind it right you're administering medications safely you're showing them the evidence of like the different types of medications that you're administering and then you're tying it into policy because you know that it's governed by policy and then you're even linking it into the national standards because they govern the whole country and that's what you use as evidence-based practice to deliver safe care to your patients so the panel when they read that Versus a task they're thinking, oh, they're like risk averse and they're really thinking about safety and they follow process and procedure versus just administer medications. I mean, there are aged care AINs in the UK that deliver medications. People do it at home, right? A lay person can administer medications. We need to show them why you're an RN or why you're an EN and how we can transfer that that belief into the panel that you're perfect for the job, right? So I want you to think about it. When you look at your resume, are you task focused or are you achievement focused? What shifts could you make in your application to take from task focused to achievement focused? Now, what we don't want to do is replicate those achievements and duplicate them so that every placement is the same. Now, I know sometimes you'll think, oh, well, each placement was the same, Liam. Well, yeah, but you have to find different things. So if you started off in aged care, Pick a couple of achievements. What were the foundational things that you think you learned there that you achieved that are going to be so important for this job? Usually it's like foundational nursing care, your ADL care, nutrition, elimination, all of these things, holistic care management, partnering with consumers. Really start thinking about the language of the industry. This is what sets our grads apart. They use the language that these panels are speaking. These panels aren't graduates. These panels are senior nurses that have got years of experience. They know the whole system. We have to speak the language that they're speaking. Okay, we've got to get up to the level. And then from there, as you move up through your career in reverse chronological order and you start at the bottom and work your way up, the next placement, maybe it was mental health. Maybe you developed therapeutic communication skills. In particular, improving your use of the ISBAR handover tool, right? And then maybe the next achievement is that you you know, built therapeutic rapport with patients, demonstrating your ability to actively listen. And then the next placement was in ICU. So you deepened your anatomy and physiology skills and experience in applying theory to practice, right? Notice how that's different to like learn ABGs or understood the chemical process in, you know, the blood or whatever, like understood blood work. It's just yawn. They're not going to pay attention to it, okay? So, as you move through that CV and you look at your achievements in both your work and your clinical experiences, 
think about how you can elevate them, show your diversity of your skill set, because you do have it, and tailor it to the job that you're applying for. If you're going for ICU, it has to have flavor of ICU. If you're going for palliative care, it has to have palliative care flavor. And as you do that, the panel will look at it and they'll already see straight away before they've even met you on that first glance that you are a really solid fit for the program that you're applying for, okay? So today I covered a lot, but we predominantly covered achievements and tasks. If you are somebody that is applying for graduate programs, come and join us in the GCRP. We will do this with you, okay? 95% we will do it for you, and then we need to pick your brains and really help you elevate the uniqueness of your application to make sure that you are looking incredible on paper. Remember, first impressions count, and it's what lands you the interview. Your applications need to be impeccable to land you the interview, okay? So if that is you, come and join us. We are closing mid-month for New South Wales, ACT, and PMCV. Why? Because we've got to be able to deliver and make sure that you guys get everything that you need. We've got a whole group of grads in there that we're already supporting. So if you're coming to join us, come and join us now. Take the action. We've got lots of payment plan options available. And within 24 to 48 hours, you can have everything that you need done. No joke. <laughs> it's too good to be true. I know. Come and join us if you've got value from this and you think that that's going to be a good fit for you. Now, if you're somebody that thinks, Liam, this is going to stress me out and I can't afford it and all of the things, I invite you to not come, okay? And I mean that with love and kindness. I don't want you to put yourself under pressure. But if you're somebody that wants the support, that wants to guarantee themselves a job, that can commit to themselves and can see this as an investment in the future of their career, because you get lifetime access and a guaranteed job, and all of the things that you'll need for every career shift after this, including your transition to practice, come and join us and we'd love to have you there. Until next time, I will see you next week in the Grand Nurse Success Series. That's another week in the Graduate Nurse Success Series podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm sure this week has helped you further identify what it is that you want to be doing in your graduate nursing career and that everything is available to you. If you want to take this even further, make sure you go and check out our Graduate Nurse Hub below. The link is in the show notes. And if you're somebody that wants to guarantee yourself a grad, well, what are you waiting for? Come and join us in the Graduate Career Launch Program 2023 intake. Spaces are still available until they're not. So we'll see you there.